Testing my sound. Speak into that. Hello. I'm Joshua. And I'm Brittany. And we're two librarians who talk about sci-fi and fantasy and a little bit of everything else. So I am not my usual spot today. And Josh was not with us because he broke his ankle during Snowmageddon. <laughs> so I have a really cool person here today who's going to help me make a little mini-sode. You'll be hearing this in the future, obviously, but we are doing tattoos at the library. So I'm going to be talking to our resident tattoo artist. <laughs> and she's great. So I'm going to let her introduce herself. So here we go. Hello, resident tattoo artist speaking. Uh, my name's Mira. <laughs> Where do you work? I'm over at Sailor Selkies. We're local. We're on 4th and Elrod in the Compass Building. We've been around for about two years now. Mm-hmm. They did an article about you in the newspaper, remember, a couple of years ago. They're like, oh, they my God. Did. Yeah, they were proud of us for opening in the middle of a pandemic, which I did not think through when I opened. But <laughs> it is what it is. But you're still here. We're still here. We survived. Um, and not only are you still here, you have been doing fundraisers. We have, yeah. So not just this one. Because right now what you're doing is we're going halvesies with the money earned. Yeah. And you're helping raise money for the library, which is so cool. It's pretty cool, yeah. What other fundraisers have you done? So we started doing them um, at the beginning of last year. We did nine of them total. Uh, the first one was for the American Foundation for Suicide Awareness and Prevention. Probably have those words wrong, but... That's okay. <laughs> The next one was we did the Safe Project, a domestic violence shelter here in Coos Bay for February. We did Focus in March, which is an animal shelter. Took April off to get some sanity back. Oh, yeah. You've been busy. <laughs> so then we did one that was benefiting the Pathfinder Network in June. And the Pathfinder Network is an organ organization that provides resources for incarcerated parents to help them get better tools to reconnect with their children. That's cool. Um, yeah, I thought that would be a cool one to do for Father's Day. And then for July, we did ORCA. Which is Oregon Coast Community Action. Yeah, they'll pay your utility bills if you need a little bit of help there. The ones we did this year so far, we did uh, CASA at the beginning of the year, which advocates for kids in the foster care system. Uh, and then we did the SAFE Project again in February. I like doing the SAFE Project in February because... I feel like we get a lot of messages about how important it is to find love, and sometimes love isn't always that good. Yeah. So, yeah. You're busy. We You're are. busy making the world a better place. <laughs> and, and drawing on people. And drawing on people. You drew on me. That's true. <laughs> you gave me an electric sheep on my elbow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You were so excited to tell me about sheep. Yeah. <laughs> And for those of you who don't know, the Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep is a book that was made into the movie Blade Runner. I have seen the movie. I have not read the book, but I had to get an electric sheep because it's an electric sheep. So Yeah, and I had to draw it because it's an electric sheep. Um, I haven't read it since high school, but I loved it in high school. And it was very different from Blade Runner. I liked that it was basically about how the guy was obsessed with getting a sheep. Um, and it was like the main purpose of the book was that he wanted a sheep it wasn't about like finding out who's the robot who's not the robot it's he was tired of having his robot sheep he wanted the real thing that's like the best thing <laughs> i appreciate it <laughs> so now i have the best electric sheep on my elbow so if you see me at the library you can be like can i see your electric sheep please <laughs> and if you're an android do you dream about it 
oh my god please answer that would be great <laughs> so you and i were having a conversation via email before this event and you told me you're like i just couldn't do harry potter i just can't <laughs> quoted from mira yeah and can you tell me a little bit about why you said that well so and just to be clear, these are Mira's these thoughts. These are my thoughts and my thoughts only. They do not represent those of the other members of my shop. Um, so just so we're clear. Just so we're clear. <laughs> and if I have uh, given you a Harry Potter tattoo in the past, please know I love you and forgive you. Yes. And I do not hold any sort of judgment with you. Oftentimes, um, especially with Harry Potter, because a lot of us grew up with it. It's yeah. like it, the associations are more about like your childhood and your memories towards it. And oh, yeah. so, but you know, one of the things I liked was I wanted to do books that I actually like. I don't love the Harry Potter books. I really don't love J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Um, and I just think that there's better options out there. There's a lot of better options out there. Yeah. And it's like... We can't read every book anyways, so why not read books by people that maybe are better people? Yeah. And especially since recently, I mean, even the past couple of years has been a lot of rhetoric and bills being passed against the trans community. Yeah. So it's genuinely a problem. Exactly. Especially when you have such a large author speaking out about it. Yeah, who and, has such a large platform. Yeah. And so in case you haven't already listened, we did do an episode about problematic authors. So we're not going to go super deep diving to this, but if you want to listen to more of Joshua and I talk about how to talk how to tackle problematic authors i would highly suggest going back to season one <laughs> listening to problematic authors yeah but i did want to bring that up because on your flashy there are no harry potter tattoos and just your your you reaching out to me and being like i just can't <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah let's talk about that because yeah. it's it's actually a problem and aside from that you are doing so much good for the community anyways yeah and that was like you know one of the things that you mentioned where if you do do Harry Potter things, you kind of want to, like, balance it out with, like, things that are more, like, pro-LGBTQ. No, totally. And it's just kind of a reminder, too, that you, yourself, as a tattoo artist, you're a safe person for the queer community to come to. Yeah. And at the library itself, we try to be a really safe space for the queer community as well. Yeah, and be, like, cognizant. It's, like, you know, one of the things that I got... I get a little bit like angry but like it's I actually okay. got in like a fight with one of my bosses about um because I wanted to put like preferred names on the consent form because you know you legally have to fill out a consent form mm -hmm. and we need the name that's on the legal document that matches which isn't necessarily what people go by or what person someone's name is and I I would have clients who would be like you know hand the ID like please don't call me this and so I figured like just putting something on the flash sheet that's like what's your name like as opposed yeah. to, it said birth name or like legal no it said legal name and then under afterwards it said like preferred name and I put that on our consent form and I didn't think it would be a big deal and then he took it off our consent form and he's just like I don't see why this needs to be a big deal and it's like why not take the extra step of making someone feel comfortable it doesn't take any work that's awesome yeah um I was impressed when I saw that the other day with like the pronouns you had yeah. like the long list of pronouns I was like excellent I'm here for it yeah like my views are my views alone but my shop as a we are respectful of whoever comes in and we want to make sure that you feel 
safe and loved and have a good experience and if you don't i'm the boss and you should tell me so i can have a talk with someone um <laughs> tell it to mira <laughs> yeah tell it to me um i'll beat some people up but <laughs> i used to do boxing i love how like you're peaceful but you're such a gangster at the same time because <laughs> not only do you do tattoos you also do yoga yeah that's my peaceful side <laughs> sort of i love um, it we listen to a lot of gangster rap at the yoga studio so it's still both can you tell me about your friend's book? Oh, yeah. Um, and I know you haven't read it, like, in a long time. And I have, that's totally fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm a terrible friend like that. And full disclosure, I haven't, I'm not current. He's got, I think, like, six out now. Okay. But my very good friend who writes under the name John Beers, I disagree with this because his real name is Mountain Barber. He doesn't mind me saying that. If your name is Mountain Barber, why do you write under the name John? Actually, yeah. Yeah, we've had this. I am not saying anything I want to say to his face. Anyway, um, <laughs> Mountain, my dear friend, I love him to pieces. He wrote this young fantasy, young That's adult why I fantasy. It. Get the book. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, it's called Into the Labyrinth. It's part of this Mage Errant series. And it is kind of like Harry Potter. So if you like Harry Potter and you want to read something by someone who I know personally to be a good person, I will be honest, I put off reading it for a little bit because I was scared I wouldn't like it. And then I'd have to like awkwardly tell my friend that I didn't like his book or just pretend that I never read it. And, you know, then whenever he'd ask me if I read it, lie to him, which I didn't want to do. It's a problem. It's awkward. It is. And I really loved it. And I ended up like reading the first three books like back to back and being excited about it. One of the things that I like about it is he's really, if you know him in real life, he's a giant nerd. And that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. <laughs> this is a sci-fi fantasy podcast. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he is our people. So, like, instead of the magic just kind of being like, oh, you know, you wave your wand and say some words, it's very much grounded in, like, almost scientific magic. Like, kind oh, that's of... fun. Yeah, like, almost like N.K. Jemsen does, where it's, like, okay. it makes sense in the universe as opposed to just, like, existing. Um, and there's a lot of really cool characters there's a really cool labyrinth obviously the labyrinth is kind of floating it's a floating labyrinth kind of is there a minotaur there there <laughs> is a sphinx-like creature named caladrone i wish i remembered more about it he's got several books in that series and then he also has some spin-offs that are within the same universe so if you don't really care that much about wizard schools but you're interested in this kind of magical universe that he created that's really really well done and really well thought out um he has a book called the rack which is about a pandemic that Ooh. he started writing and he finished right before corona happened so he might be responsible <laughs> Um, <laughs> thanks, Mountain. Thanks, Mountain. Um, that one's the rack. And then it may or may not be out yet, but he was working on a series of short stories that all took place within the universe. And his books are all available on Amazon. We also have physical copies in my shop. Um, That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't recommend it highly enough. There's queer visibility. The romance isn't the main point of it which i love because if i want to read romance i'll read a romance book you know i don't really like when it's shoved in my face in other genres highly recommend it with my somewhat biased review i love it mira thanks so much for helping me like do a filler podcast of course i really appreciate it Thank you. especially when you're busy tattooing people <laughs> well, um luckily we got a little break now it's true 
so before we go can you tell people where to find you at if they want to get a tattoo or if they want to come get some of mountain's books yeah. or aka john bierce john bierce and we'll we'll connect we'll put that information about those books in the show notes but how can we find you I'm over at Sailor Silkies. We're in Coos Bay uh, on the corner of 4th and Elrod in the Compass Building. I'm there Tuesday through Saturday from 12 to 6. Uh, I also teach yoga over at House of Asana three times a week. Uh, you can check their schedule online because it changes. Mm-hmm. You're a lady of many facets. I'm here for it. Thank you. <laughs> All righty. Will you actually help me do the ending since Joshua's not here? It depends on if I have to sing or not because I can't sing. You can't. No, it's not singing. Okay. You just say. So I always say, so don't forget to watch what you want. And then Joshua says, play what you want. Okay. And then we both say, and read what you want. Play what you want, read what you want. And if we mess up, we can do it as many okay. times as you want. Okay. I think I can handle it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so don't forget to watch what you want. Play what you want. And read, read what, what you, you want. want. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. And also get whatever tattoos you want. Because <laughs> it's a free country. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Hey, everyone. If you like listening to Swords and Starships, consider subscribing. You could also leave a review or give us a five-star rating, whatever works for you. And listeners, we'd love to hear from you. Reach out on our Instagram at Starships. Or you can email us at starships at coosbaylibrary.org. Thanks.